In 2016, scientists on Earth detected a fast radio burst from a distant region of space with no observable SARS. The following transmissions were declassified by the scientific community and given to us to present as the Binary Saga. Log entry, Hymavina 56, 2353, Age of Enlightenment. Hey Jason, well you're now speaking to the Hey Shakona of Stromheim Polytechnic's class of 2353. I got beat out for Valedictorian by someone from the political science department. <laughs> like, studying political science is hard. Come talk to me when you're thumbs deep into economic metrics and stochastic calculus. Whatever. At least I'm done with my undergraduate degree, and I'm heading back to Hopnina for a combined advanced law and business degrees, like my grandmother Vera and my grandfather Mikel. I'm looking forward to going home. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love living here in the Prime Minister's residence. I've really gotten to know Vera and Mikel as more than just grandparents. They are by far the most fascinating people I have ever met. We spent hours debating politics, discussing the house system, and other old families, and learning the Jorgensen family cant. Our cant is essentially a form of sign language, unique to House Jorgensen, that we can use to speak privately in public. My dad has been here a lot on house business, which has been great. He has repeatedly pulled me away from studying to go to some of his favorite haunts and practice our cant. Just a few years ago, he was grounding me for sneaking out. <laughs> it's been quite an education. I've decided to move back in with my parents when I get back to Hopmina. I know that sounds lame, but honestly, the security thing is too much of a hassle to arrange for my own place. Besides, my parents have a chef now, which is new since I left for school. My parents are good at a lot of things, but cooking is not one of them. <laughs> it's been also great to be able to run down the street and sit on the dock with Aunt Juniper and Uncle Helgi, or go watch my mom in the recording studio, and Sun and Dong brunch with everyone. I think maybe I missed them more than I realized. I will miss Stromsheim though, at least for now. Stromsheim is a rare place that I can't even describe how you feel when you're here. It's like being caught between the future and the past all at once. I love this city. Everything is pristine, and there's just something about the warm winds that blow from the plains. However, there's an old saying here. Stromsheim takes her coin in blood. The story claims that it's an older sailor's curse. That means while you can enjoy the city, she requires a sacrifice in return. This saying mostly applies for epic nights of drinking. The last time I went out with my friends, we thought we had beaten the curse and decided to finish the evening with a round of Millimalika shots. I'm not entirely sure what's in them, but the different liquids hang in the glass like tentacles, and the drink is extremely strong. Juniper claims drinking them is a rite of passage among planetary defense pilots. Anyway, we were having a blast when Stromsheim decided to balance the scales, and Mari slipped on some stairs and broke a rib. In Eo, fell in the bathroom, and bruised herself so badly, her butt has a permanent dent. And my cousin Heather Fialstad puked on an ECAL pilot. And Hark broke up with me, in front of photographers. <laughs> you were right. He was a jerk. Lesson learned. That's Stromsheim for you. Okay. So much is going on here. I'm sure you've probably heard by now that the ancients have returned to Heimavina. It's been a pretty crazy couple of years. Their system is called Alithia, and it's located some distance away, but they have not yet told us exactly where. From what I have been able to learn, they have only recently discovered that we survived the Citizanda. Helgi and Juniper told me that an Alithian doctoral candidate was researching an ancient failsafe equipment still connected to Bradith and Randir, and when they pulled it out of storage, it was on. Can you even imagine how spooky that would have been? Apparently, they initially assumed that the lights indicated in the system were failing, but then they noticed a pattern appear when they tried to reset the system. 
That pattern was Ecal trying to hack the ancient systems. Verkstad experienced the same issues, but ripped out all the old equipment, so Ecal's effort were a big break for the Illithians. That led them to conclude that someone was trying to access the system. They initially sent reconnaissance probes, which Helgi discovered fairly early, but dismissed as ghost coding in the ancient software. But they eventually sent scout ships. Juniper, who as you know, is a captain with planetary defense, was one of the first Hymavenians to make contact. She actually thought it might be the Velens, because we'd never considered that the colonists might be alive. Juniper said that the initial encounter was pretty intense. And I don't know what she said, but I've seen several of the Lithians salute her and call her Valkyrie. Anyway, not long after, there was an official summit at Jaisto Space Complex. And now the Lithians have a small presence here. One of their diplomats even made a speech in San Coma, which I was present for. It's an honor to be standing in the hallowed halls of the Haimavala Prime Samkoma. The news that not only you survived, but thrived is a triumph for all mana everywhere. It is with great happiness that we welcome you back to the Empire. Those were his exact words. Welcome us back. Where did we go? We were not the ones who ran away. Needless to say, there was a lot of uncomfortable clapping and cheering. This whole saga has been a dream come true for the expansionists. Protectionists, on the other hand, are screaming bloody murder, and are warning everyone that this is the doom of Haimavina. If I've learned anything, it's that the truth will be somewhere in the middle. The impact on the Lithian's arrival has spread far beyond just politics. Entire scientific fields have been rendered obsolete because the Lithians are at least a thousand years ahead of us. At the same time, other fields have exploded, particularly in arts and leisure. My mom and grandfather Lars are now celebrated on multiple worlds, and my mom is now a rock star in three star systems. Well, your mom's last message to Helgi caused a huge splash at planetary defense and Verksod space. I don't know if your mom has received his most recent transmission but Helgi's pretty mad at her. Erksod internal security thought her message sounded like she was asking him to use his connections to look for classified information behind the back of the Samcoma. I realized that probably wasn't what Ori intended. Helgi got a sharp talking to from the Erksod security folks. However, the actual information in her transmission quickly became the dominant storyline. The Samcoma tasked EC to search the ancient library systems, and they discovered some references to the Crimson Sun. Hopefully, what they find will be useful. Helgi told me that once they compile the data, it will be sent back to the Council and Ori to determine next steps. The revelations regarding mana remains on the Crimson Sun have caused a whiteout in the Samcoma, and Vera can't tell me very much, but I think your mom should expect lots of questions from the Samcoma. Jason, I think what really has people on edge is the revelation that your mom was manipulated into her positions. They planned everything to get her where she is, funding, jobs, and appointments. How far does this corruption and scheming go? I'm sorry for the cross-examination, and you don't have to answer that. I know. I already sound like a first-year law student. <laughs> But I still have a problem with something in that message. The monitoring. As heir apparent to House Jorgensen, I'm in line for a position of Scion, and eventually head of House. It also seems likely that I will be a matriarch to two families in the same coma. Those titles come with a mountain of responsibilities for corporate decisions and people's lives and livelihoods. I know I used to make fun of that, but it's very real now. I will premiere in front of the old family court next year, and I've already attended several house board meetings with the assumption that I will be named Scion once I complete law school. I am rapidly learning that I don't have the same luxuries as before, when I could break curfew, ditch my security detail for a shopping trip, or openly talk to a friend on a different planet. 
If my private messages leak or are intercepted, they could be used against me or House Jorgensen, Jason. You're my best friend, and I don't know what I would do without you. And we've been there for each other, maybe more than I've ever realized. And my life is changing very fast, and it's going to be hard enough for me to make friends that aren't trying to use me for something. People I can trust are going to be scarce, and I don't want to lose you as an unintended consequence for other people's actions. What can we do? Yours, CJ, age nineteen. Log entry: Vela fifty-six, Vela Rotat twenty-six seventy-five. Cycle four of the tenth annual. To the esteemed Cecella Jana Jorgensen Nufspark, Salutorian of Stromsheim Polytechnic, future scion of House Jorgensen, and the future Grand Matriarch of the Nufspark and Jorgensen families. Now that is a greeting you should get on a card and hand out to people. Congrats on your graduation. Did you find the person that beat you out for the valedictorian position and rough them up a little? Let me know who they are, and I'll sign them up for a mailing list of some of the less reputable businesses here. Kidding, of course. It's a big stroke forward for you, and I'm glad you made it through. So hey, if you're moving out of Stromsheim, does that mean your cute classmate won't be around anymore? What was her name again? She never did send me those photos like she promised. I still think we could hook her up with my friend Yoni. Both of them seem like troublemakers. The cant you described sounds a lot like Dacto. Dacto is a very old language here that is all based on web gestures. It dates back to when villains used to spend most of their time underwater and attempted to communicate without vocalizing. I never learned it, but I do see some using it every now and then. It was also used for villains with disabilities like hearing loss, but the Vlet has started to treat and prevent things like that, so Dacto is mostly a novelty now. I'm glad you're learning your cant. Old ways like that should stay alive. You probably shouldn't worry about your moves so much. While there are certain things you won't be able to do in Hafnina, I'm sure it can provide you with all the antics you could ever want. You remember the things you did before you left for Stromsheim? Also, we have a whole crew of members on the network based there to help you out. Did you see that club crawl that got posted last Anul? I think it was Qatar. That district looks like it would be so much fun to wander through. Oh hey, we finally moved. Mom found a great house right out on the waterfront. I guess she was a little jealous of Uncle Helgi's place, so she found something similar here in CNR. It's right next to the marina, so I have quick access to all of the skiffs there. I have been studying with some of the crews there for a while now, and I have qualified to work on the quad team skiffs. Not quite at the point of steering them yet, just working the leads and rigging, but they say I have potential to work my way up. I'm doing my best to balance time between that and university, working on my aviation degree. This means that I'm pretty much always tired. Hopefully, I will finish my classes and graduate before our next transmission. The final for the course is a solo flight, and if the simulator is any indication, I'll have no issues with it. I don't even know what to say about your new visitors, CJ. That sounds crazy. We knew that your planet had some colony ships that went out, but I never figured that they would try and come back. I'm afraid to even ask Mom if anyone here knows about that. What does that mean for your people? A few thousand rotats away, and they come back now. They must seem even more alien to you than we do. For them to come back and just assume that you're all one people, so much can change to an entire society in that long. I don't even know that I would recognize a Velen from over a thousand rotats prior, let alone a few. The scariest part of what you said is the part where they welcome you back to the Empire. I'm with you on this. Those people left millions of Hymavenans behind to die, to come back now and pretend that nothing has changed. What is this empire they're talking about? I can understand all of the mixed feelings that must be going on there. On the one web, family that disappeared so long ago comes back, but on the other, why did they wait this long? What do they want? It's funny to think that Juniper thought it was us at first. I know that there is work going on to create an engine that would be able to make the trip, but they are still a ways off before a workable prototype is operational. Given how the PD normally reacts to things, I'm positive that the Council wouldn't even attempt to send anything without notifying your planet first. 
Telex, CJ. So much has happened here in the last few annuals. The things you mentioned in your message don't even begin to cover everything. Shortly after the election, Mama Amai passed away. It was expected and she went peacefully. Thankfully, she was gone before everything from the election came to light, so she didn't have to experience the backlash. You see, that election and the in-brief details stirred up so much more here than on Haimavena. I don't think I've ever seen Mom so angry. Angry at everything and everyone. There were times when she came home and I could just tell that it was not going to be a good night. So I made some excuse to leave and stayed with some friends until things cooled down. She would usually be on calls or conferences the whole time, so I wasn't even sure that she knew I was gone. We joke about it now. She just thought I was at the marina or in class during those times. The council's monitoring of her caused a huge rift with the lower members. There were arguments on the council floor and everyone was pointing fingers at the primes. Mom led some legislation that put an immediate stop to all reef guard activities around it and created laws against the monitoring of private citizens and private communications. Private encryption methods and new coding efforts have sprung up all over Vela. ReefGuard has shifted their efforts now to computer systems that are being implemented that flag on certain terms that could be harmful. The system is reviewed by a committee that answers to both the council and ReefGuard, rather than just a few individuals. Oversight upon oversight. There are also a lot of arguments in the council about working with the Samcoma. I'm sure you're probably aware of all of the difficulties that the council and the Samcoma have had working together. I think it dates back to Papa Gisto's time, and it seems like that feeling has just been carried through even multiple changes in council members. Samcoma and PD actions after key events here have caused the council to have a certain level of distrust. Even during the war, some of the official communication that went back and forth between council members and their counterparts was seen as disdain towards actions here. I never saw or heard what they were talking about, so I don't know firsthand. It could have just been an opinion. I, I don't know. Most of what I hear is from calls that mom is on and what they are publishing from the comraps. Keep in mind that personally, I'm pretty sure that what those council members did was wrong. But they saw an opportunity to ask somebody who had first-hand knowledge about the situation here. They wanted to gather as much information as possible before approaching the Samcoma about more official actions. But they went about it the wrong way. It's villain nature to be overly cautious to a fault. You can imagine that the actions that were taken in admonishing Helgi only made things worse for the council and made my mom even more angry at them. They actually started working on a plan that was to be published to both planets to reveal the discovery. This was driven by my mom after her in-brief because she thought that hiding the information from the populace and from Haimavina was wrong. Her hope is that by working with the same coma on this plan that they can heal some of the distrust from the past. Part of that plan involved the retrieval and preservation of the passengers of the Crimson Sun and the eventual return of them to Haimavina. They genuinely wanted to involve the Samcoma in the process of cataloging the site and preserving the history of the ship as testimony of the hardships that Mana had to endure after the Sidistanda. They just weren't sure on how to approach the issue. Some of the council members knew that Uncle Helgi had knowledge from his work in the ancient library and asked my mom to contact him about learning the right channels, or so they claim. Yes, there are members that wanted to utilize the systems of the ship and learn what they could from it to enhance the capabilities of systems here. But even they wanted to work with ECAL and the Simcoma to learn about things the right way and not potentially damage any systems. They just assumed that the views of these actions would be seen as manipulative of Haimavina technology. Mom knew that those actions would be seen as less than reputable, so she has been encouraging them to work through the right people on Haimavina. The hope was that they could learn some of the customs and courtesies for the dead and how to investigate the systems on board the Crimson Sun. So yeah, Mom is super angry at pretty much everything now, and it all goes back to the Council's actions before she was fully integrated. Part of me wonders if this is why they worked so hard to guide her towards this position. There were members there that knew that she was the right person to reform the council and bring it into the future to handle situations like this. To answer your questions, 
There was no scheming that mom saw. What she did uncover was investments that were made to help her career along when she was younger. In the election, she was the one that actually pursued the investigation that uncovered the corruption of her opponent. That guy was real scum, and the council already wanted him gone. While mom was not happy with what was done to influence her life, the investigation into it, and believe me, there was a full investigation, uncovered only the smallest influences and nothing illegal. With the new mandates in place that she is helping to shape, the council is still pursuing its goal for the Crimson Sun, and no communication is being filtered or hindered from Vela. I realize our communication from here to there takes a while, so more news about this process could be a bit. I wish they would have approached this situation better. They put both Mom and Helgi in a tough situation, and I'm kind of glad that I don't have to be involved in the politics of that. Is this the sort of thing that you're going to have to deal with when you get older? As for us, you don't have to worry about me going anywhere. I've already been put on the new system, so there is no reef guard monitoring going on here. I even bought one of the new personal encryption systems to make sure of that. This one claims to even beat the computer system that looks for keywords. CJ, without you, I would have probably been off running from the reef guard for something reckless and horrible. Given my situation here, I only make the occasional friend now and then. I get what you're going through with your security details. With mom's position, there is always a question on whether or not someone is trying to gain her favor or cause problems. This is why I like spending time out on the skiffs. When you have a team of four, you have to count on them to make the system work. Trust that your crew has your back and you have theirs. You and me, we're a crew of two, whatever we face on either end. We face it together. May the waves guide us. Jason, 20. Log entry, Heimavina 57, 2355, Age of Enlightenment. Hey, Jason, I'm so sorry to hear about your grandmother, Amai. I know she was a lovely individual. My family held a small ceremony for her at Uncle Helgi and Aunt Juniper's place. We lit floating candles, and my mom sang a traditional song that is said to ensure the safe passage for the dead as we launched them into the air. It was lovely and touching, and I think she would have loved it. So, have you graduated yet? You have to tell me more about your degree. It sounds thrilling to literally go to school in the sky. I'm so glad that you chose to pursue aviation. It's such a perfect fit for you. The coolest individual I know is a pilot. Okay, the two coolest individuals I know. In case you were wondering, you're the second. <laughs> How did the solo flight go? When I told Juniper, she wistfully smiled and said that she missed those days and blew a kiss into the sky to wish you luck. She also said that your instructors are supposed to buy your first round of drinks when you land. Hopefully, you have that tradition. So, are you steering skiffs now? Or are you regulated to rail meet, as Grandfather Lars would say? Vera told me that the Samcoma sent a bunch of data related to the Crimson Sun to the council. I have not had a chance to ask her what she discovered. She mentioned they are unable to find the passenger manifest. But there is hope that some of the recordings might be located at the site. As far as I know, ECAL is still combing through the ancient systems, but there is some concern that the information stored at Braddeth may have been accidentally destroyed when the systems were replaced. <laughs> I still follow what's happening on the network, but sadly I have no time to do anything anymore. Oh, Linnea, did you see what Hark posted? Maybe singing one of my mom's songs with a sign that says, CJ, I miss you, was an effort to apologize. I'm not sure if he remembers that he broke up with me after three years. Could you do me a favor and ban him from the network? I would do it, but I don't want it to be traced back to me. And while you're at it, if you could add him to some of those weird mailing lists, that would be fantastic. Anyway, I know how I sound. But the only free time I have is my weekly fika with Mari and my cousin Heather. And even that's getting tough to schedule because Heather 
is in her second year of medical school, and Mari just finished her law degree. She opted not to get an advanced business degree, so she finished a year ahead of me. And she landed this really sweet gig at a private law firm, but the hours are insane. I only have one more year to go, but in order to become an advocate, I have to take an exam that lasts three days and basically covers everything I learned in four years. It's a year away, but I've been basically studying nonstop for months. I even had to resign as one of the editors for the law review because while I'm not studying, I'm at house meetings back in Stromsheim, or my dad is tutoring me on the house procedures and budget meetings. I've tried to secure a clerkship with a regional magistrate, but I end up working in the council's office at House Jorgensen. You might think that would be easier, but I'm pretty sure they were extra tough on me because of who I am. As frustrating as the whole thing was, I think it was probably more useful than working criminal cases. I feel like you and I might be the oldest 21-year-olds in the system. The worst part is when I'm in public, I have to be on all the time, constantly paying attention and being mindful of my role as heir apparent. It's exhausting. Sometimes when I get home, I just collapse on my bed, still in my clothes. Other times I lie awake, running through names and faces or trying to connect everything I just learned. Heather is also an heir apparent, but she won't be taking her responsibilities up for some time. She gets to be in school. And while it might be medical school, I'm still a little jealous. Vera has a meditation room at the Prime Minister's Mansion, and I think I need one too. Jason, you should see this room. The walls are floor-to-ceiling vid screens, so with the click of a button, you can surround yourself in a forest or a snowstorm. I accidentally caught Vera in there one day, crying. She tried to compose herself, but I joined her on the cushion she was sitting on. It was really cathartic. I don't know what she was crying about. But she told me that she loved me, and she was proud of me. And then she said, Sweet child, how long are you going to keep the fleta? <laughs> I love Vera. But she really does not care for my hairstyle choice. <laughs> what can I say about the Lithians? They're basically mana, just like us. And while I know that seems weird considering the time and distance between us, many of the things that we thought were myths were actually remnants of the Haimavala culture. What's more, they aren't any more physically evolved than we are. Our societies are almost parallel, and even the languages are similar. There are, of course, some words and phrases that differ, but we're actually speaking a modern version of ancient. They're ahead of us when it comes to medical treatments and interstellar travel, but they got all the smartest scientists researchers, and engineers, and had access to the most advanced technology at the time. We got the leftovers, but who's keeping track? <laughs> Regardless, it seems like their technological progress has stalled. What they describe sounds great, but it also seems to hint at a stagnant utopia. I can only speculate, but from what I've heard, it leads me to think that their society has grown complacent and they haven't pushed any major boundaries in some time. Perhaps the discovery that Haimavina lived will revive their society. It's probably too early to know, and they haven't exactly been forthcoming. I think that's because most of the Alithians here right now are diplomats, so they're being extra cautious. That said, they get very emotional about being on the planet. Personally, I'm still mad at them. What took them so long? I have learned that Alondra Prime, or Alondra, is the original colony, and still the largest and the most populous planet. From what I can tell, the climate is similar to Haimavina, if somewhat warmer, perhaps like Mulea. Alondra is home to their Samkoma, which is in the capital city of Brengar. I know there are other planets, but again, that's all I've learned. I wish I knew an Alithian. But all the ones I've met are older than my great-grandmother Cece, and are incredibly patronizing. They say things like, It's such an interesting question from such a young mana. Vera thinks that we can use this to our advantage, 
because they may give up something if they think they're talking to a kid. Well, I premiered at the Old Family Court last year. I know, it looks like an impressive party, but it wasn't. It was yet another workday for me. These galas are incredibly exclusive and only allow official photographers, so I attached some pictures for you. The Cromholmes hosted the event at their beautiful estate, which sits on a bluff across Hapnina Bay. The event was held in the gallery hall, which you can see from the pictures is exactly what it sounds like, a large hall off the main building where artwork and heirlooms are displayed. It's designed for events like this. Everyone who attended was dressed in all sorts of high fashion, with influences ranging from modern to very traditional. Old families try to outdo each other, even in the fashion department. We wouldn't be mana if we didn't, right? My aunts Juniper and Thora were stunning, and their mom Lillian, with her cascade of diamonds draped around her neck, was radiant. Jezun, the party stopped dead when the three of them walked in with their matching halo sunburst crowns. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to walk into a room like they do. And trust me, I have practiced with Juniper. <laughs> Vera also wears a crown, but hers is made to look like spring branches with buds that are actually citrine and emerald. She only wears black gowns, so the crown is dazzling. My mom doesn't wear a crown, but wears her flata up in a high bun, with bands of sapphire wrapped between the braids. My grandmother, Iria, rarely attends these events, but when she does, she wears an ice line pelt over her shoulders. I'm telling you, Jezun, it's hard to upstage someone wearing the pelt of the thing that tried to kill them. I wore a black gown, with my fleta up like my mom's, but I had bands of black diamonds wrapped between the braids. They were a surprise gift from my father before the event. Apparently, he bought them a long time ago and saved them for my premiere. I love black diamonds. I'm actually obsessed with them. I think they're so exquisite and unique. The matriarchs are usually the only people who are announced when they arrive. But because I was premiering, I was also announced. Now, because of how the hall was designed, I had to walk down a flight of stairs and into the gallery. I stood at the top of the staircase by myself as someone announced, Please, welcome to court, Madame Cecella Jorgensen Nufspark. The party stopped and everyone stared at me while I took the longest walk of my life, all while trying not to trip. Everyone applauded, and I couldn't help but smile, even though I know protocol says I'm, I'm not supposed to. I also attached the official picture of my entrance for you to see. Vera paraded me around to meet several Samcoma representatives, and a few of the Lithian diplomats, and some other high-profile Hymovenans. After the initial shock of how much I look and sound like Iria, most asked about law school. Vera has schooled me never to tell anyone more than they want to know, and most would rather talk about themselves than listen, so I turned the conversation back to them. I found that I'm keeping my options open, but I'm always open to advice. Works very well. <laughs> Vera passed me to Lillian, who handled the old family introductions. Lillian has been my other coach for this event, and that evening was my final exam. For several weekends before the event, I stayed at the Fialsat estate for old family school with Lillian and Thora. We went through binder after binder of profiles on old family members, and they grilled me on each name and background. Lillian said I aced it. It's always a mystery to me why Iria rarely attends these events. She doesn't seem uncomfortable, and she barely has to do anything because the gala literally comes to her as everyone wants a chance to speak to her. She finally told me, Sweetie, I don't want people thinking they can have direct access to me just because I attended a silly party. She makes a good point. Because it may look like a party, but the real purpose of the galas is posturing, lobbying, and politicking. About halfway through, Iria rescued me from an overzealous Samcoma representatives from Trishaven. She and my grandfather Lars had found a quiet place with a great view that overlooked the city lights. Juniper and Helgi 
Vera and Mikkel, and my parents found us, not long after. And we silently watched in awe as the snow fell on the city. Until my mom hugged Helgi and started to cry. We all end up crying and hugging. Helgi and Juniper are leaving for the Lithian system in a few months. Juniper was assigned to be the planetary defense attache to the Lithian Third Fleet. Helgi is going as one of Virksat's space liaisons with Carl Norside. I think the reality that they'll be gone for several years finally hit us. My family's breaking up. Not really, but it sure feels like it. I'm going to miss walking down the street to see them. Juniper and I spent hours on their dock talking about everything and nothing. And I love how fearless and fearsome she is. Did I tell you that her aviator call sign is Destroyer? It's probably some vile dig at her family history, but that never seemed to let her bother her. I used to think that Helgi had the coolest job, but when I found out she was a captain and flew defense spacecrafts, my hero worship was cemented. I'm really going to miss them. Everyone's sad, but I'm a little worried about my mom. She and Helgi fight like Kai and I do, but they're twins and they talk all the time. My mom told me she feels like she's losing an arm. The only silver lining, which is totally selfish, is that I get to stay at their place while they're gone. Hopefully, it'll feel like they're still there. Send me pictures of your skiff team. Mari said she sent a bunch of pictures of us the last time we were all down my mom's segment. I hope I don't look as tired as I feel. I'll be looking up at Von Lawn tonight from the dock. Vinda Tell Enda. CJ. Age. 21. Log entry. Vela 57. Vela Rotat 2677. Cycle 8 of the 12th Annual. Shut up, shut up! I'm gonna send a message to CJ. Is that your vinegar? CJ! 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 Are you there? Are you there? Isn't she, like, really far away? It's a transmission, not a call. Right, 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 right. So I just have to shout louder. CJ! You are such a palooka. CJ! CJ, I got your message. I did it! 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 I'm a pilot now! Graduation! Hey, everyone, everyone! Check out what CJ sent me! Look how awesome she looks! Wow, CJ, you look so pretty in your photos! Doesn't she look pretty? We know. You've shown us like 50 times. Everyone here is celebrating graduation. I may have had a few citrus by now, and... Something else. Uh, what? What's in this one? No clue. Eh. Oh well. Cheers, CJ. This one is to congratulate, coordinate you as well. You did it. She did it, everyone. Hey, is is that one of Frida's songs? Hey, hey, I know her. That's CJ's mom. CJ, you hear that? Maybe you could get one of the Ellipsian ships to come by for a party. Hey, that would be so cool. Don't tell your mom about the music, though. Hey, where, where did you get that track? Get out of my mom's collection. Hey, Jason, look who it is. It's CJ. CJ? Wait, what? C- CJ? No. Hey, is that Borlock? What is he doing... What is that on your head? Why are you wearing one of my mom's outfits? Get out of that before she comes! What's going on in here? Why is that music so loud? Is that my dress? Oh, tell her! I gotta gotta go. I'll send more later. Bye, CJ! Bye, CJ. Vela Rotat 2677, cycle 9 of the 15th annual. Oh, one second. I need to figure out how to lower the brightness on my terminal screen. Oh. 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 That's better.
I would say good morning, CJ, but I'm pretty sure that it's well past mid-cycle now. My head is killing me. Did you, by chance, get anything from me sometime in the last cycle or so? I have a notification that something was sent via the transmitter, but I have no recollection of sending anything. It's, it's probably just a glitch. I'll get one of the techs over to take a look at it. So, yeah, my uh, graduation party was last night. Uh, technically, we all graduated a few cycles ago, but this was the official and then subsequent unofficial party to celebrate. It started at the campus right after the ceremony, and then I think we went to the downtown club region. That part was a little fuzzy. Uh, somewhere along the line, we ended up back at my place. I do remember seeing your response come in just before the ceremony, and I had to show off your photos to people. You looked amazing in them. Everyone there always looks so fancy. I know we raised a glass to you so many times throughout the evening. Anytime there was a toast, we always managed to bring one up for you. I could tell things were getting a little out of hand when Cola started quoting my toasts before I could even finish them. But we were having fun, and there was a lot to celebrate. I'm not quite sure why Mom was so upset when I got up. She was working really hard to clean up one of her black dresses, and she barely even spoke to me. Must be the mess in the front room. I told her I would clean it up when I was more awake, but uh, she just kept giving me that look. I don't know what I did, but I'm sure I'm going to end up paying for it later. Just before graduation, I did my final trainee flight, and that was both an incredible rush and terrifying at the same time. The goal of it is to run through all of the various scenarios that you could possibly experience. It's everything we trained for in the last few rotats, so I had done a lot of sim work and actual flight time to prepare for it. The one thing I wasn't expecting was the last part of the test. According to what I heard Afterwards, because it's a closely guarded secret among the instructors and even the graduates, one out of every 30 students gets randomly selected for the worst case scenario. This is where the instructor who isn't with me in the air skiffs, by the way, remotely triggers a full shutdown of all systems. When this happens, the manual flight controls become active and it's like flying an old Fosse. Except you can barely see anything, and that Fosse weighs more than a Kula. I needed to take over and work to bring the systems back online, all while flying manually. When the system wouldn't respond, I had to actually land the air skift with no instruments, no radio, and no lights. I think I shed through about three layers of scales on that flight, but I did it. They needed to take that air skiff offline for the remainder of the course since I slammed it down so hard I bent the landing gear, but I landed it. The pictures of the gala really did look great, though. Mom always gushes about the events over there and said that they all sound so fancy. While they occasionally do have events like that here for super special occasions, I don't know how well I would fit in at one. With all of the clothes and gowns and formalities, you said you have to attend those a lot? Some of those outfits almost look a little uncomfortable. I'm glad you didn't trip when you came down the stairs. I honestly had a little bit of fear building up while you were describing it. It was your big moment, and I was happy that it went flawlessly. Did you at least manage to have some fun at the event? Maybe it's just that the official photographer only captured some of the more formal parts, but some of them looked like a lot of people standing around trying not to mess up their fancy clothes. Was this one more formal because it was your premiere ceremony? I'm sure there's a lot that I'm just not seeing. Who knows? Maybe I could clean up and might actually enjoy something like that, if you were there to help me. Hang on. Mom? Mom, why are you laughing? Stop listening in on me! Ooh, I should not have made that loud noise. Oof. Where was I? Oh. My skiff team had our final race of the season to Anuls ago and we came in third. We did a full rotation of the crew, and I was steering for the final stretch. We were going great, and the race was really close until the back sails rigging snapped from the strain, and it dropped us out of the lead. 
When it snapped, the whole skiff shot to the left, and we almost rammed the skiff next to us. But I managed to hold steady and get us back on course. We drifted in just behind second place, only because Jonah had grabbed both ends of the line in each web and was holding it together himself. He had to go to the med tent afterwards for a torn muscle. They said he would be fine, but it's going to take a while before we can start practice again for next season. Third place still came with some substantial winnings, and I decided to get myself a pre-graduation present. I bought a solo racing skiff. It's docked at the marina nearby, and unlike Helgi, I will not be living on it. It's way too small for that, but I do spend quite a lot of time out there. It has a small cabin for overnight stays, but long-term would be way too uncomfortable. Most of my studying was actually done out on the waters. Something about the fresh air and the solitude. Well, I was alone for most of it. Tamai would come along with me every now and then. She works at the academy, and I kept seeing her at the library when I would check out books. She was wondering why I always took my books to study somewhere else, so I offered to show her the skiff so she could see where I was going. She's a real beauty, too. A state-of-the-art frame and all of the latest advancements. The sail is huge, too, to grab as much wind as possible. The skiff, that is. Tamai doesn't have sails. She's a girl. Sorry, my head is still swimming. A backup engine is built in with attitude adjusters all based on a land variant of engines the VSA is using in spacecraft now. I bet I could even give Frida a run for her money back when she was racing the Ori. Just think of it. Maybe someday we could have a racing competition between our worlds. The Aluda Von La Cup. Oh, Mom says that the Council received the information packet about the Crimson Sun from the Semcoma. I'm really glad for both our planets that they are starting to work together on something. It gives me hope for the future. The VSA has built out a really large base camp around the wreckage and is expanding it with every mission. I mean, as much as they can. Each mission takes a full rotat to get there and back. The goal lately has been to catalog any mana remains and any artifacts that may belong to them, all to be prepped for some sort of transport. There have been reports that some of the VSA scientists wanted to examine the remains in depth, but that inquiry was immediately shut down. The VSA understands that the relationship with the same coma is strained enough and wants to show goodwill. I have heard rumors that they are planning to send all of them back to Haimavina, but I'm not sure how that can be accomplished yet. It's sad about the news with Helgi leaving for the Alithian system. Mom said that while she is sad about it, she's also really excited for him. He always wanted to explore new places, and now he has the chance. I'm a little sad about it, that I won't be able to ask him questions about his astronaut training. You can take comfort in that I'm sure he would only be gone for a few rotats. He has done stints like that in his space travels in-system. Any idea how far away the Alithian system is? How long would it take for signals to reach there from here? I still have my own concerns about the Alithians. Mom says that she understands a little of what they're dealing with. It's like any time she's away from La'ar for a long time and goes back to see what all has changed, but multiplied over 2,000 rotats. I just hope that your people are living up to their nature and being paranoid about them. If they really live so far away, maybe they waited because they hadn't seen anything from this region until now. This is one of the few moments where I think that our two people's natures could work well. Claw in web. Be paranoid about why they're here and cautious about what their intentions are. Not to keep you in suspense any longer, I am happy to report that I have already been accepted into the VSA Academy. They sent me notice just before my final flight based on the scores that I got in all of my other classes and my sim results. Apparently they are desperate for pilots for all of the upcoming missions between Chona and Fenora. There are a number of new ships that are being developed, so they need people that can adapt to the new changes and new pilots who can get trained up on those systems. Most all of my classes got accepted. So while it is exciting, it's not as exclusive as we all thought it would be. Some of the new ships have already begun to be retrofitted with information pulled from the Crimson Sun. I haven't seen a lot on the discoveries, but that ship was busted up pretty bad. The engineers were marveling that they made it as far as they did. They said they are seeing something that looks like some sort of a separate engine 
but there are a lot of parts missing. Not broken or damaged, just missing. Some of the work on it looks like it was pieced together from parts that may have worked, but they were the wrong types of parts. Reports indicate that it's not related to the crash, but given the records they received from the Samcoma, it's possible that this engine wasn't even finished. Could you imagine being so desperate to leave your home because it's about to be destroyed and everyone that could have helped you abandon the planet and left you there to die? So you cobble together the nearest thing and try and get as far as you can. From the pictures I have seen, it looks like they tried to fit so many mana in there. Imagine the ones they had to turn away. It hurts my heart just to think about that. Or I could still be hungover. Oh, and don't worry about Harak. The network has your back. They started bashing on his posts, and now he hardly sends anything. May the waves guide us. Jason, 22. You have been listening to an episode of Binary Saga. The part of CJ is played by Vanessa Shannon Anderson. The part of Jason has been played by Steve Petrocelli. Javi is James Hare. Reprising her role as Ori is Juliana Finch. Music by Eric Matinas and soundimage.org. Special thanks to Juliana Finch for the use of the song Comet for the party scene. You can find Juliana's music at julianafinch.com. Thank you to our Patreon members, Rob and Mary Carnahan. If you like what we're doing, please consider visiting our Patreon page, which can be found in the Where to Find Us menu on our website, or leave a review on your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook with at The Binary Saga. Want to ask us questions? You can join us on Discord for general chat. Find all of these links and more information at BinarySaga.com. You can also read the print version of the entire first and second season in Kindle or paperback form on Amazon. Print versions include a number of extra stories and background information. Just search for The Binary Saga.